Hey everyone, it's Florence Bremer. Welcome to Florence Legally Brunette, the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I've been a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for over 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find a balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. As a lawyer, it feels I'm never entirely off the clock, I never step away entirely from thinking about my cases and my clients, but I do my best to enjoy work and time not working. Please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. So as I was thinking about my topic for this week, I was having a really hard time with it, and I realized it was because I was in this weird period between Christmas and New Year's. And I started to wonder if other people felt the same sort of weirdness. And I went online and I looked up some memes for the days between Christmas and New Year's. And one meme said, the five days between Christmas and New Year where you don't know what day it is, who you are, or what you're supposed to be doing. And then there was another one that had Homer Simpson on it, which I like quite a bit. It said that magical week between Christmas and New Year's where time means nothing and every meal is turkey and chocolate. And I would add cheese to that as well. I feel like that's been another one of my meals in the last few days. So I was really thinking about that because I realized how weird I have felt since about December 25th. So I started to think of some things that you can do between Christmas and New Year's. And these are things that I actually did or sort of wished I did. As I record this, it's Friday, January 3rd. And I was in the office today. I had court this morning, like a very quick sort of nothing hearing. And then I had um, meetings in the afternoon. So it really was a shock to my system because I did, I, I had some meetings on Monday as well. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I didn't have anything scheduled. And I was coming in the office, but without court or meetings, you start to feel a little bit weird. Plus, I was just having that, like after holidays, I, not the blues, like I'm not sad, like I'm feeling good, but just sort of a discombobulated feeling, to say the least. So I thought about some things you can do between Christmas and New Year's <clears throat> to sort of benefit you during that time. This really goes, depending on when Christmas and, and New Year's fall, this can actually extend a little bit. As I record this, it's January 3rd. I think for most people, they didn't go back to work on the 2nd and the 3rd. 
and probably took time off to be with their kids. And then that extended into the weekend. It also felt to me, it was kind of like having five weekends in a row because you had the weekend right before Christmas, then you had Christmas in the middle of the week, then it was the weekend, and then it was New Year's, and then this upcoming weekend. So it was just a lot of days where they were federal holidays or, or people weren't coming in or, or setting appointments. And it, it, it was it really a good time to have time off and, and time to reflect. I think a lot of people... <coughs> Excuse me, I don't know why I have this frog in my throat all of a sudden. I think a lot of people, if they were able to, took off a solid two weeks. I didn't, although there was a lot more downtime than I usually have. Or I was able to work at home, you know, for instance, like take my laptop and do emails or work on my transcripts. So I came up with a list of things you can do between Christmas and New Year's, which again can extend to whenever the kids go back to school. Number one is seeing movies. I love going to the movies. I was actually able to see some movies between, let me think about this, between the day after Christmas to now, and I'll be going to the movies this weekend, I think. I mean, it's pretty much decided. I'm going to go see The Grudge. Um, And I reviewed... In my last podcast, I reviewed Bombshell and Uncut Gems, which I like quite a bit. And since my last podcast, I've seen Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I wasn't even planning to see this movie. I was not interested. After the last movie, I, which I thought like wasn't great, I, I just wasn't interested. I thought, you know, if I end up, if someone ends up taking me, maybe I'll go or... Maybe I'll just wait for it to be on Netflix in a year. Like, I did not have any desire to go see it. I was so disappointed by the last movie. But I started talking with my sister-in-law. We were thinking about a movie to see. She had not seen the prior two in this recent trilogy, but she said she'd be interested. And my coworker Tanya, the other attorney who works with me, she saw it and she said it was really good. So I thought, what the heck? It seems like a very, uh, I don't know if I want to say typical, but kind of that Christmas blockbuster that comes out. And I had seen the other two when they came out as well. I think they both came out around Christmas time. I know the first one in the recent trilogy did because I went as a big group. Well, I went and saw it with my sister-in-law. My daughter was with me, my youngest, and she had two friends with her. So they went and saw Spies in Disguise. And they said that was very funny. So if you have little kids, maybe they want to see that. I thought Rise of Skywalker was immensely enjoyable. Way more enjoyable than I imagined. They brought all the good things from the earlier movies together. From the first movie in this trilogy, all the people, all the characters who had a lot of chemistry together, they brought them together they gave a nice tribute to Carrie Fisher in it. I guess they had some footage from prior movies that they were able to repurpose. It's a little odd. Um, I think if if you didn't know that's what they were doing, you probably wouldn't know. But kind of looking at it, 
Um, it's a little odd, but not like distracting odd. And there were, well, there was a lot of action and not action. Sometimes I know this will sound weird, but in an action movie, sometimes I think enough is enough. Like if there's a fight scene and it just goes on and on and on and on. I didn't feel like that in this movie. It was over two hours. It went really quick. I needed a break in the middle to get up out of my seat. And I was having a hard time finding a breaking point to get out and um, and take my break. Um, it, it was very good. And I was telling everyone they should see it. If you like these movies at all, you should see it. It was good as a standalone movie. I mean, I guess there's backstory you would need to find out. But um, like I said, my sister-in-law hadn't seen the first two in the recent trilogy. Um, I gave her a tiny primer of who people were. And she was good. Like she was good to go. So that's something I enjoy quite a bit I, is seeing movies. I wanted to see more. I felt like some years the theater um, is so jam-packed during the holiday. I think a lot of people were out of town because how the holiday fell. So the movies weren't that crowded. We went on um, New Year's Eve and saw Rise of Skywalker kind of earlier in the day. And it was pretty empty. And when we got out, it was about seven and even it was even more empty. I almost considered sticking around and seeing another movie, but I was getting kind of tired. So again, the week between Christmas and New Year's, great time to go to the movies. Another thing that's great to do during that time is board games. Very rarely do I feel like I have the time to uh, crack out a board game. There was this period of time where my brother came over every Saturday and we played board games. We usually played Trivial Pursuit or Scrabble, sometimes Monopoly, sometimes Life. We kind of like the old school games. And we were doing that for quite some time. And I don't know what happened. Just everything got so busy. But during this break, uh, my husband got this little uh, board game. I think it's called Mandala. It's with beads and rocks. And you kind of have to move them around and try to collect the most rocks. And he read the instructions. We played it. And I'm like, this just feels nice. So I definitely recommend cracking out some board games if you have the time. The other thing on my list, which is my all-time favorite quiet activity, is reading. So during the break, I had ordered a ton of books from the library, and I just had a big pile sitting around on my coffee table, end table, and I would just grab them and pick them up. Um, I read a little bit of Barack and Joe, which is the friendship between Joe Biden and Barack Obama during the presidency, mainly. And um, I sort of leafing through an autobiography of uh, Debbie Harry, not as fun as I thought it might be. And then I had um, some other essay books that I was reading, one called um, Girl, Wash Your Face. And it's just kind of motivational and good by an author. I think her name's Rachel Hollis. And then a book of essays. I can't think of the author's name, but Do You Mind If I Cancel is the essay book. And it was pretty funny. 
And I had a ton of magazines that I needed to catch up on. So I actually had time to do this and it felt really, really good. Another thing that, oh, oh, before I get too far off of reading, the, my two favorite books that I read during the break was one book called Shrinkage by Brian Bishop and another book called Carrie Fisher, A Life on the Edge which is a brand new biography of Carrie Fisher. Shrinkage is a book about a man named Brian Bishop. He's a radio and podcast personality, and he has an inoperable brain tumor. And he ta- he's on the Adam Carolla show, and he talks about the brain tumor, and he's been in remission, I think, for about 10 years. And he wrote a book about his experience with cancer, And I had been wanting to read it for a while, but I was kind of scared. It just seemed too sad. But I highly recommend this book. I think it would be a good book if you are dealing with a family member or a friend who has cancer, or if you are experiencing cancer, it gives you a lot of good tips on what to expect from physicians how to find a doctor that's right to you for you, how to deal with emotions, how to help your family members through it, how to tell your family members what you need. Very, very good. I went back and forth between the audiobook and the written book just as I had time. I was sort of ca- caught up on my podcast, so I downloaded the audiobook from my from the library and listened to it as I was taking walks. And I really enjoyed it. Another book that I'm flying through, I in about a day, I finished half of it. And it's the book on Carrie Fisher. Sometimes biographies can be a little dry. And this one read like a novel to me, where I can't put it down. Carrie Fisher is a very fascinating person. She comes from Hollywood royalty, her parents being Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. So that alone is fascinating. So it talks a lot about old Hollywood. And then it talks about her life. So there's a portion where she was in the Star Wars trilogy. That's kind of a sliver of it. Um, She was an advocate for mental health and talked very openly about her bipolar disorder, which helped other people to be able to talk openly about their bipolar disorder and seek treatment. She was a prolific writer. She would get scripts and punch them up. She wrote several books. She had her own one-woman show, but she also had a ton of demons. And it's fascinating. And she knew everybody. Like if you like books about Hollywood and sort of the the behind-the-scenes things, because she had such a long career and came from her background, there's just a, a lot in it. So I, I fi- I'm finding it really, really enjoyable and I'm flying through this book. Another thing I would recommend during the week between Christmas and New Year's is walks. I have never taken so many walks in my life than I have in the last um, week. I just any time I had the opportunity, I would take a walk. The other day I woke up on I woke up on New Year's Day, and I was going to go into the office and work all day. And I thought, to heck with it, I am getting out 
enjoying the sunshine. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. And I just walked and walked and walked. And the whole time that I've been taking these walks, I've been thinking like crazy and just letting my mind wander, which I have not had the time to do. As I've been thinking about that, or, or just kind of thinking like letting my mind be free, I've been coming up with things in my cases. Like as I was walking around, something in my mind popped up in a case on something to file a motion about. And I hadn't even thought about that until recently. Um, I was working on another motion and I thought about another provision that I needed to put in it. So having this free time um, just to clear my head has been super helpful. And I know that I've been complaining about it quite a bit, but with the lack of sunlight during the winter time, it's really affecting me. And if I can be out physically in the sunlight, it's a real treat. Another thing that I would recommend is go out to dinner. You've been cooking like crazy and you need to treat yourself. I went out to a ramen place. It's a new ramen place in my town and it was very good. We went there last night, had a quick dinner. I hadn't been out in forever and it just felt good to get out. I've been eating leftovers like crazy or been cooking. So to have something a little bit new, something that I don't actually make was a treat. Probably an obvious thing that you can do during the holidays, and I don't recommend it because it can, I recommend it to a, a certain extent, but don't let it take up your entire break, and that is to binge watch shows. I've been sort of watching shows, but I've been doing a lot more reading and a lot more walks than binge watching TV, and if I'm binging something, I'll usually watch it at night as I'm kind of winding down because I don't want to waste the daylight on binge watching anything. Uh, there's a, a second season of the show You, Y-O-U, on Netflix. If you haven't seen it at all, go back, watch season one, which is also on Netflix. It's very enjoyable. It's a little bit of a mystery and... Um, it's played the main character is played by um Penn Begley from uh Gossip Girl and he's just a very odd character and you kind of root for him like you shouldn't root for him but you do root for him you want him to find what he's looking for he's immensely likable but also reprehensible it, it's it's very odd but i enjoy this show there's a lot of twists and turns um, somewhat fantastical, but sometimes you see like things that are just outrageous and you're just like, oh, like I can't even suspend my disbelief. This show has a lot of that, but you don't feel like it's, uh, you don't feel like it's too crazy. Um, it, or maybe because it's so crazy, it just feels good. You know, it feels fun. And I really enjoy the show. The other 
actors and actresses in the show are good in both season one and season two. I'm halfway through season two. I talked to my oldest daughter today. She told me she finished season two. And she's like, as soon as you finish it, call me. So I think she has something exciting that she wants to talk to me about. And I'm excited to get through it. Um, Season two of Good Girls is now on Netflix. I've been waiting for this forever. Good Girls is about three female friends who get together and come up with a scheme for money, which is illegal, and they keep getting into trouble on this. It's a bit like Breaking Bad, maybe a little bit lighter, <coughs> maybe a little bit lighter than Breaking Bad, but definitely a lot of suspense a lot of scary moments. Um, and the main character is, well, I guess they're all kind of the main characters. The three women are, one is played by Christine Hendricks, who is from Mad Men, who is great. Retta is the other friend. And then the third woman, I think her first name is May, um, the actress. And she plays Christina Hendricks' sister. And they're sort of all in this together. And it's very very fun. Um, another thing that I would recommend is to catch up on podcasts or to binge listen to a podcast you haven't heard before. So I caught up on my podcast pretty quickly into the Christmas break. I was behind um, for a while, like as we went into December, and then I had so much court during the month of December that I wasn't too far behind. So I was pretty caught up pretty quickly. And some podcasts that I would recommend going back, and, and it, if you've already heard them, they may be worth a second listen. If you haven't heard them, go back and definitely give them a listen. Season one of Serial. This is where the love of podcasts began for me and for a lot of people. It talks about a true crime story from the 90s and about a man, well, then he was a boy, who was convicted of murdering his ex-girlfriend. And there was a lot of evidence where perhaps he didn't do it. I've listened to this podcast maybe three times, and I go back and forth on whether he did it or not. Um, another one is Dirty John. Very, very good podcast about a con artist guy. Ends pretty shockingly. Um, I, the other two that I'm going to mention, I've mentioned recently because I love so much. The Dropout about Elizabeth Holmes and Gladiator about Aaron Hernandez. These are the type of podcasts where when you pull up in your driveway and you're listening to the podcast and it's time to get out of your car and go inside, you wait an extra minute because you're listening and you want to hear what happens next. Some other recommendations I'll give for between Christmas and New Year's is do something for self-care. Get a pedicure, a massage. I actually did both. And I found that the salons were uh, not too busy. So I think everyone was probably trying to get in before Christmas. And I was able to get in for a walk-in pedicure appointment. I contacted my massage therapist and just asked for her next appointment. She actually, and she never has this, she had one available 
like two days after I was contacting her. So that was amazing. I also go to a place that has um, a, a sauna and uh, massage chairs and a massage, a hydro massage bed. And I stopped there a couple of times during the week and went and did a sauna. I can bring my book into the sauna and just kind of relax and, and, and be in a space where I can't have my cell phone with me. And it's very, very nice. It's very, very hard for me to get um, over to this place because I get so busy during the week. And I feel it's, it's not too expensive to belong to this. But sometimes I think, hey, am I wasting my money because I never get to go here. But I was able to enjoy it a couple of times during the break. Make appointments for the first of the year or after the first of the year for things that you need. I finally made a doctor's appointment that I needed. I need my hair colored. I made an appointment for that. Just all those things that maybe you let go during the holidays, I can picture the sentence coming out of my mouth over and over again. I've said it in my cases, I've said it at work, I said it to my kids, uh, my husband, we'll take care of that after the holidays. I've had it said to me, you know, from other attorneys, hey, I'll contact you after the holidays. I am dreading Monday, January 6th, because I am just so, I, I think it's just all going to hit that day. I am scheduled already from first thing in the morning till the end of the day in meetings. And I know that um, it the phones are going to be very, very busy. It started picking up today. And I know Monday is going to be a lot worse. In fact, that's why I'm even recording this podcast on a Friday. I'm delighted to be recording this podcast on a Friday. Usually I record this Sunday night at 10 p.m. because I've completely run out of time. But I was able to come home an hour early. I came home like four today, popped in and talked to my husband. I said, I promise as soon as I'm done with my podcast, I'll make you dinner. He said, go talk to your fans. <laughs> and... um. And I was able to come home and do a podcast early. Like that's one of the joys of this week is that you you just aren't on the same schedule that you usually are. Okay, so another tip that I have for the week between Christmas and New Year's is organization. Organize something. I have been, I, I'm not the greatest at this, I'll admit. So I'm not going to come in and pretend that I'm Marie Kondo. But during the time that um, Christmas ends until like the first week or so of November, I'm noticing things a little bit more. So doing like little organization around my desk. Um, I organized some files at the office. I organized my Christmas decorations as I was putting them away. I was cleaning things that I don't usually clean. Like I would notice... I can't even think of an example, but I would notice something didn't look great and I would clean it. I put together a bag of donations. Just this stuff like that seems to come a little bit more naturally during this time of year. Another recommendation I'll make is cook. You, you might have some time. You may also have extra ingredients. I noticed that 
after Christmas, I had a ton of extra stuff from Christmas dinner. I had bought a ton of vegetables. I ended up not using them all. So through the whole week, I was just using what I had. Okay, I have some broccoli, I'm going to roast it. I have some cauliflower, I'm going to make some mashed cauliflower. Um, I have some refried beans, I'm going to make nachos, like just things like that. As, as I was seeing things in my fridge, I was trying to use them up. And my fridge got really, really empty. And finally, yesterday, I went and picked up some groceries. I was down to having no produce, no bread, no soy milk, you know, just kind of the staples. I'm like, all right, when it gets to where I don't have any staples, it's time to give in and go shopping. But I really felt that I had worked my way through a lot of pantry items, things in my fridge felt great. Another thing I'll recommend is tax planning. Nobody wants to do this. I don't want to do it. But what I do every year before the new year is I make sure that all my QuickBook entries are up to date. I check through my accountant's emails, like she'll give um, emails with ideas for tax planning. If there's any donations that I need to make before the end of the year, I'll make them. I get my bank st statements ready. And during the, my accountant knows I'll have this early in the year. So I th usually by the first week of January, she'll start asking me for things. Oftentimes, I'm done with my tax return. Well, she's done with it, but I've given her the materials to do it by the end of January, the beginning of February. And that's usually because she needs to um, figure out if there's like a change in the tax law before she can file or she needs to wait from a certain date. And it's not because she's waiting for things from me. She has all my things. It's done. It's organized. I got it to her early. And she's able to get me a tax return very, very early for my review. Another tip I'll give I, is don't travel. This is one of my secrets. And I'm going to share it with you. Don't travel between Christmas and New Year's. If you can, I understand Lots of us have family members that are across the country and you have to go see them. But to the extent you don't have to travel, don't do it. Don't make this the time that you're going to go to Disneyland, for example. I was invited to a Disneyland trip between Christmas and New Year's about, let me think about this. It was right when I got to Arizona. My uncle Bob graciously took myself and and my kids who at that time I just had my two the two ones that are adults now they were little and Maggie wasn't even born and it was the first time I ever went to Disneyland so I was super excited it was a huge treat for me but and I think it's a hundred times worse now and I did actually go back <clears throat> um um a family member came in and I think about 10 years ago we went between Christmas and New Year's so 20 years ago, it was super crowded. And 10 years ago, it was beyond crowded. It was just waves and waves and waves of people. If you're in the airport, tons of people. If you can wait till right after the new year, 
January 6th or after, you are going to have a much easier time traveling. I usually always take trips during January, February, March. Conferences come up. Um, and I don't have a problem with like airports at all. Because if you can travel during the spring or the fall and avoid Christmas or avoid the summer, which summer's hard. I mean, we're all taking vacations. But if the the more you can avoid that, the easier your travel becomes. And I just like the idea of being at home sometimes. When I'm at home, especially during that time, I start to feel like a little wanderlust where I start thinking about trips that I want to take. And so I have some things planned for the next few months. And I'm really, really looking forward to them. Because I was able to sit home during this time when it was quiet (coughs) and enjoy myself. And the other thing too is when it's a holiday and you're at home and you're enjoying whatever it is that's local by you, tons of people are gone. I enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed restaurants. Um, The traffic was amazing. It was all great because people leave town. And I know as soon as Monday hits, school's back in session, it's going to be a nightmare in terms of of travel. And it's, it's just the way it is. So if you can enjoy that time when there is no um, rush, there's no rush hour, you are, you're really going to enjoy yourself. And I'll say up until December 23rd, the traffic in Arizona was insane. Like from the 1st through the 23rd, anytime I went anywhere, people were coming from all directions. I was stuck in traffic. There was accidents everywhere, fender benders, um, stalled cars everywhere. And then the 24th hit. And it's been smooth sailing ever since. And I'm enjoying. It's definitely making my tr- my stress levels feel great. Another tip I'll give for things to do between Christmas and New Year is do nothing. Have a directionless day. Tuesday through Thursday of this week, I had no appointments. It felt so great. I would work quietly. In the middle of the day, I would take a walk. In the middle of the day, I might go and sit in the sauna and bring my transcript. I didn't have to be dressed up for meetings. I was in jeans. I was in yoga pants. It just felt really great. So what did that mean for the rest of the week? I had a ton of appointments on Monday, and I had a ton of appointments on Friday, and I'll have a ton of appointments next Monday. But to have those three days where I had no schedule directing me, it felt great. The day felt endless. It felt like I had all the time in the world. Um, Something that my one of my friends said to me that was kind of funny was that on Monday of last week, so this was the Monday between Christmas and New Year's, I had breakfast with a friend who's an attorney. And we were talking about our month of December. We were talking about Christmas. We were talking about the few days after Christmas. And he had asked me, 
if I was getting calls during that time. And I said, yeah, kind of surprisingly, the phone was a lot busier on Thursday and Friday, the 26th and the 27th, than I anticipated it to be. And he said, me too. He goes, I actually was offended. He said, I felt like it was rude that people were calling me. And I laughed because I sort of had the same feeling where my mind was just, it was elsewhere, you know, especially the day after Christmas. Um, and to get calls to set appointments, it felt very, very odd. I felt like it was still a holiday and it was a much busier, um, a much busier phone time than I, I thought. I actually figured there would be zero calls on that Thursday and Friday. And it was pretty busy. There was kind of a lot of calls. Okay. Oh, before I sign off, I wanted to tell you about my New Year's Eve. So I worked and then I went and saw Star Wars. So I've already told you about that. And then in the evening, my sister-in-law came over and I just started um, Snapchatting our evening together. And my grandson was over for a little bit. His mom and dad wanted to go out and have some adult time. And I was literally going to be home. I don't like going out on New Year's Eve. So sh they dropped the baby off and then he went to sleep and... Um, we just started cooking and we were watching movies and I just started Snapchatting it and I kept calling it Renee and Florence's New Year's Rockin' Eve, which of course was a play on words and ironic because it was nowhere near a New Year's Rockin' Eve. We watched Creed 2 and Bumblebee on Hulu. We sat with the baby. My husband was on the couch doing some sort of app on the iPad or just watching the movies with us. We made a vegan turkey, cauliflower mash and stuffing. And on my Snapchat, I just had all these videos calling it Renee and Florence's New Year's Rockin' Eve. So we cracked ourselves up. I don't know that we cracked anybody else up. But it was a, a, a nice night. And I hope everyone else had a great and safe New Year's Eve. New Year's Day was the day I blew off work and just walked and walked and walked and thought and thought and thought. And as I did that, it reminded me that this time of year is one of my favorite times of year. As we approach next week, as soon as the six hits, I know for all of us, it's going to be beyond busy. And we just need to take time sometimes and have unstructured, fun time, and hopefully it's more than once a year, but we can only do what we can do. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, Florence Legally Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Florence Legally Burnett. You can find me on Facebook on my personal page and my business page. And you can find me on my website at brummerlaw.com. Here's to a wonderful new year. And I'll be back next week with some new tips.